Hello, and welcome back to the Well Mama podcast. I am your co-host, Summer. You can find me on Instagram at Summer underscore Delane, and I am a health coach, a women's wellness educator, and I am the mother of Chloe, who is 15. And I am Marae, and I am a world traveler and journalist and a coach for digital nomads that want to learn how to monetize their Instagram. Mother to baby Alaska, who is now 19 months old. And today we are going to be talking about non-negotiable summer. What does that mean? Let's talk about it. Uh, It means things that you're not willing to compromise, basically, in a nutshell. And so what we're going to try to do is is kind of compartmentalize these into our three pillars to keep it pretty straightforward. And we're just going to get started. So non-negotiables for you. Let's start with business because you're the guru. Ooh. Well, I first want to say that if you are like me and you know, you're hearing this for the first time, you're probably wondering like, Oh my gosh, I don't, I I don't have any non-negotiables. What are my non-negotiables? It's okay. If you don't, this is the perfect opportunity to start thinking about them. This is the way I felt when someone suggested this topic. And then I was like, well, it's actually really nice to think about it because I'm pretty sure we all have them. Um, I think for business, my non-negotiable would be um, getting paid. That's, ridiculous, <laughs> That's a good but one. Yeah, you know, it's just um, there is this whole culture out there of people that are, you know, like offering their services for free, asking of people services for free. Um, you know, it's okay if you're doing some like case studies. It's okay if you're starting out and you want to have an idea. But I think, I think we need to normalize getting paid for 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 being a business owner. And I think that what happens to a lot of us, especially us women. Um, that have for whatever reason been taught this way is that we underplay our own ability and our own wisdom and our own badassery. And we just get underpaid or not paid for so long. And the reached the point in my life, where I am done and tired. I want to get paid for what I know and what I teach and what I serve, you know, what I put out there. You're worthy of getting you? paid. Yeah, yeah. I love that answer. I wish that was my answer, but I'm in yeah. a different place. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my answer next year. This year, right now is uh, a non-negotiable for business for me is, has always been continued education, like continuing to learn and grow and making opportunities for myself in that and in growing in that way. Like right now I'm taking another class. Every year I take at least one type of continued education class, not because I have to, but because I want to. Um, Yeah. So the opportunity to grow. And You're learn. so good at it. I would be in school for the rest of my life if I could. Like it's, it's. Uh, I can't afford student loans anymore. Like I finally just paid mine off, like from twenty something years ago. But I would be in a classroom learning every single day if I could be. That could be my job. I would love that yeah, so you're much. Very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, Okay, what is your non-negotiable for your wellness, your health and wellness? Um, You know, this year, my non-negotiable for my wellness is meditation in the morning, followed by yoga or moving my body at some point. So this year, it is... 23rd of January, I have missed one day of moving my body in which I moved my body, but I wasn't like, you know, dedicated workout time. Um, but every single day this year, we've woken up in the morning, we've done a meditation and every day I move my body. Most of these days, I would say 20 out of the 23 have been yoga and maybe two other days or one other day has been just doing like a little workout. 
but it's a non-negotiable for me because I realized that if my body is not in a, if my body and mind, both of them, because they obviously attribute to my wellness, if they're not in the right place, then everything else kind of starts falling apart. Because yeah, for me, I have two that are, doesn't matter what's happening in my life, where I'm at in the world. These are the things that have to happen so that I feel like alive and connected. Number one is I start every single morning with a huge, like, I think this is like 30, 24 ounces. It's not that much, but 24 ounces of water with half a lemon and some little bit of salt. <laughs> like it wakes me up. I feel whatever happened the night before, if my sleep was amazing or my sleep was crap, if I had too much wine or if I had like a really rich meal or I was doing everything, like everything was good. I have to start my day with that glass of water because it's like coffee for me. I still drink coffee, but like mm. first thing, that's the first thing I do. Uh, so I also have to have lemons with me everywhere I go. Um, and then the yeah. second thing is uh, my skincare routine, which is so basic, but it, it again, it wakes me up. It also like bookends my day. Like it helps me wind down and it's not long. It doesn't take forever, but I'm very particular about the products that I use and, and, the process that I do. And it's a way I connect with myself. I'm actually physically touching my skin and I'm like looking at myself. And so, I don't know, I feel like it's a really important part of my wellness to like connect in that way. That's amazing. I always, I always admire people that have a skin routine. I don't have one lately. I've, I've started putting like uh, oil on my face at night after I shower and then put in this like uh, 24 karat thing on my eyes or whatever. And I do feel like my skin feels nicer in my face, but I think it's probably just my mind because I'm doing that. I don't know, but I've been doing it for about a month and I've, I think that is nice. <laughs> yeah. I love my skin. It's kind of a joke in my house. Like, Oh, where's mom? She's washing her face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you do it once a day or twice a day? I have a morning routine and I have an evening routine. And like I said, oh it's God. super basic. It's like get up, use my cleanser. In the morning, I use this vitamin C serum. And I use um, an oil. I use rosehip oil. And then in the evening, and sometimes I do an eye cream. And then I use my like my <laughs> tools. Like it just, it feels nice. It feels nice. How nice. I feel like I need to learn how to do stuff like that. I don't um, have enough patience. I get, I get desperate. I'm like, oh. Well, you do. It's just not a priority and that's okay. Right. Yours are different priorities. So, Mm. all right. What was the third pillar? Our third pillar is our (laughs) most important one. (laughs) God. Uh, (laughs) Is motherhood. What is a non-negotiable for you? This is a big question, actually. I feel like there's a lot of non-negotiables. Yeah. That's loaded. Um, I think right now, uh, my God speak of the Alaska. Yeah, I'm like, could you hear my daughter? <laughs> she heard motherhood. She's like, mama. Um, I would say quality time with my daughter at least mm-hmm. once a day. Um, you know, I think, I don't know if anybody listening to this can relate, but uh, when you when you work from home, when you're your own boss, and especially if you're traveling as well, we spend all day together, all day, every day, 24-7. And it's so easy to think that because we're together, we're spending time together. But the truth is that half the time, I'm either busy making food or I'm working on something or I'm preparing or dealing with a client or whatever, or you know, sightseeing, taking photos, whatever it may be. So I've realized a few months ago that just because we're together all day doesn't mean that all every day I'm spending time like intentional time with my daughter. And, you know, she may be 
19 months now, but you know, if I don't make the habit now, it's never gonna, you know, and then I'm also missing out on all these really precious Mm -hmm. uh, moments. So I've made it a point to every single day, spend some intentional time. I've actually cut out my, my phone time. I am on my phone from 12 to 8 PM, like sporadically, not always, obviously. Um, That's your job. Right. But then before that, uh, in the mornings, I wake up, I do my meditation, my yoga, my thing, but I'm present with her after that. Uh, we either go to the park, we play, whatever, right? And so, I don't know, it's made a big difference, I, I think, in the way that I feel about my time with her. I, yeah. I used to feel a lot of guilt around that. That's a good one, especially at that age, you know? Like, mm. I think quality time is always important, but as they get older, they don't have time for you. So <laughs> what does that look like? Right. Uh, for me, I think it's really important, and I won't back down on this ever, is holding space for her to be whoever the hell she is. Mm. I didn't have that. It was kind of like I was put into this box and like, you need to do this. And this is the sport you play. And this is like the school you go to. And this is, you know, allowing her space to be whatever version of her she is at any time. And which is harder than you would think. Like it's sometimes it's like, Chloe, it's freaking 18 degrees outside. You can't wear shorts, but she's 15. Like she can do whatever the hell she wants. If she wants to freeze to death, I'm not going to carry her coat. Like she can carry her own coat, but like giving her space to do that as a really basic example, but you know, in a broader sense of the word, you know, who she loves, how she loves, what she loves to do, all of those things are her choices and not mine. And so holding space for her to do that is really like, and that is non- it's the non-negotiable for me. That's amazing. That's that's really important, I think. And I think your daughter's, well, that's why she is the way she is. She has an awesome daughter. <laughs> uh, I do. She's a kid, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish she had some. I Sometimes I think about us moving around a lot. And we had a different type of travel situation. So I'm not comparing the two. I don't. I don't think you think that. But I just want to make that very clear. But like when <laughs> she was like seven we decided to settle down because it was really hard for us, for her to like root. She needed roots at that point in our life. And that was our experience. And we, but we didn't fully root. We kind of rooted. They were very shallow roots. And so now at 15, she's kind of like, okay, can we just like move somewhere and be there until I go to college? Like, can we just do that? And so we're holding space and doing like, we're in the process of making that happen. So it's not always black and white. (laughs) I'm saying. Yes, definitely. Not with motherhood anyway, but we would love to hear what your non-negotiables are. So we'd love to continue this conversation on Instagram. If you would like to follow us or at least go and comment on one of our posts or send us a DM. What are your non-negotiables? We are also at the Well Mama podcast on Instagram. We don't do much there these days um, because we're holding space for other things in our lives at the moment. But we will answer your, we will chat with you in the the messenger. Absolutely. Otherwise, you can follow us at summer underscore Delane or Brave Family Travel. And we will talk to you there. Have a great week. Bye.